Hi all, welcome to Chat and Flicks, the movie and TV podcast. I am your host, Carl Pierce, and today with us we have Richard Ellen. Hi. Hi Richard. So today's episode we are talking about films to see before you die, and we're looking at the top 250 films on IMDb, and we've made our way down to number 12, which is today's film, and I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time, um, which is the 2010 film Inception. So, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Elliot Page, or Ellen Page as, she, as he, she was then, Ken Wanterbay, Tom Hardy, and Killian Murphy, it tells the story of a group of thieves, corporate thieves, who use the science or technology of in, uh, invading people's dreams in order to um, steal secrets and plant thoughts in people's brains. It is a mind-bending sci-fi epic directed by Christopher Nolan with music by Hans Zimmer. Isn't that right, Richard? Yeah, yeah. Getting confused then, wasn't too sure. Um, in terms of awards, it's won four Oscars. It won Best Achievement in Cinematography, Best Achievement in Sound Mixing, Best Achievement in Sound Editing, and Best Achievement in Visual Effects. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Writing or Original Screenplay, uh, Best Achievement in Music. It was nominated for Best Art Direction, and it won a few BAFTAs as well, Best Production, Best Sound, Best Special Effects. Um, I think it's an absolute travesty that this didn't win the. I don't know what won that, that year the best Oscar, but I think it's you know it's. I think it's Oscar worthy personally, certainly for all the categories it won in cinematography, sound mm. mixing, you know visual effects and that. It is it is stunning. So we'll first off talk about a bit of our history with the film, what we think of it. Um, when we first saw it, ending like that, and then we'll have a big long chat about the themes and that that ending. That's all I'll say about that. So go on, Richard. When was the first time you seen it? I think um, I don't think I was seeing it at the cinema. Um, I think then it probably would have been quite late on. Thinking about it, because it would have been. Um, in fact, I came across on the Blu-ray because we watched it on Blu-ray. Uh, we had a Blu-ray and pizza night the other night, didn't we, Carl? And um, what I used to do is whenever I bought films, videos, whatever, I'd always keep the receipt in the inside hidden between the uh, front cover box and the front cover film, so hidden away. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was from Blockbuster, so I think I must have seen it. It was 2013. The receipt was from. I think it was when Blockbuster was shutting down and they were selling all their DVDs off, or they used to sell new ones. Um, so I think I was very late to the game with this one. Mm. Um, and from, from what I remember when I was watching it for the first time, and I'm sure loads of other people will will appreciate this, and also I said something in IMDb about the... Um, because you've got four different, well, maybe five different dream places in time um you keep forgetting where they actually are all along i mean obviously there's going to be a lot of spoilers and talking about at the moment but they're in Absolutely. the plane all along but you associate it more with them being in the back of the truck because that plays around with the inner ear more than anything um and it keeps when things are happening within the third dream stage i think it's the third one it keeps going back to the second one 
and you go, oh yeah, they're in the truck, but they're not really in the truck. They're in the play. Oh god, it's <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. It is, it is stunning. So you can nod off for like two minutes, and obviously you, you you feel like you've had a whole day of information going through your brain, and then using that and writing it into a script and a story is just mm. it's fantastic and stunning. And what this guy comes up with, it, and all his films have got an idea like that and he just it's so unique um, that's what I love about his films um, I know we can talk about the, the, the Batman but forget about the Batman films going to Memento Inception um, and, and, and his others Interstellar. Interstellar yeah 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 it's all this idea and it's like wow and you've got to have a you know the very highbrow aren't they let's face it yeah, um, so yeah I think that that was sort of like my my, my first time it definitely wasn't at the cinema and because we don't have it on DVD because that Blu-ray is 2013 the receipt it was it was because it was 2010 it was it came out wasn't it that's right yeah um, but yeah that's that's my history of it what about yourself yeah so yeah went to pictures to see it obviously seeing all the adverts um, coming off the back of Memento and Batman mm. Begins but in mainly The Dark Knight you know Christopher Nolan's new film DiCaprio, he's you know he's one of our favourite actors, isn't he? And he's brilliant. Yes. So yeah, it, there was a lot of hype for it, and I got the vibes of the Matrix from this film because mm. it's bending that sort of it's it's a bending reality, and you don't know too much about what's going on from the trailer. It looks very action packed, and it's in the, all these different places, you know, water gushing in from places, the the street curling up on itself, and things like that. And you think, what is going on? And that's what I loved about it when I went to see it, is that it reminds me of the Matrix because I knew nothing about the Matrix when mm. went to see that in the pictures, apart from the, you know the trailer and all like you know the, the little the, the helicopter crashing. The helicopter crashing was the yeah, biggest yeah. thing in that trailer. You know, not even a bullet time and like that. So yeah, Inception gave me the same vibes as that, and that's you know one of the reasons I love it and it's it's just an amazing film as anyway but just to give a bit of a sort of background to the story to explain what we're talking about with the dreams um so a group of criminals thieves corporate thieves break into Killian Murphy's character what's his name his name is uh Robert Fisher Fisher they break into his dreams and they want to plant a thought within his dreams to make him split up his father's company um when he takes so it over there you go yeah and that's it and so they go into his first dream and then they go into the dream within a dream and then they go to win in his dream within a dream and then they go to the dream within that dream within that dream so basically i think it was four levels of dream wasn't it i think the fifth one only happened when the fifth one was the very start of the film wasn't it yeah i think so i might be wrong there so that's the, it's the subconscious, what do they call it? I can't, but it was the bottom level, basically. Limbo. Limbo, basically, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, but the it really... But the problem is that, I was just going to say that, to, to explain to our, to our listeners, the problem is, is that you can't just plant a thought because you wouldn't have been able to figure out, figure out where that thought came from. That's where they had to go so deep into his, a dream into a dream into a dream. That's, that's yeah. the reason why they had to do it that way. Yeah, that's called Inception, isn't it? Where you when they plant the thought. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. plant the thought. Um, 
and yeah, and it, it beautifully explains it. I, I remember my mate Chatham going to watch it, and he said he didn't understand it. He, he didn't like it. He didn't understand it, and I can appreciate that because it is it's mm. very it is complicated. But I, I there's a lot of dialogue that does explain what's going on. So yeah, yeah. The, the further down you go into a dream within a dream, the slower time runs. So I think what was it? It was one minute in the real world is like an hour in the the first yeah. dream. Then like a week in the second dream, and then like and a month, going, you know, whatever. There's days, whatever. So there was a logic to the the levels, and it's it's quite clever in that in terms because it is you know literally levels. It's talking a bit like a computer game if you like, you yeah. know, you're at this level, get to this next level, get to this next level, and there's rules that happen that apply in it. Um, yeah, it's so I was blown away by it when I went and seen it. I don't think I seen it in the IMAX. I don't think it was an IMAX film, but Christopher Nolan loves his IMAX films. Um, <laughs> I don't think I did, but yeah, fantastic film, and I've loved it ever since. It's 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 one of me. It's definitely my top ten, if not my top mm. top five. I don't know, but I absolutely love it. Um, okay, so standout performances. I think DiCaprio. What do we think? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, but I mean, that's the obvious one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of somebody else, like yeah. what we talked about the other day. Um, well, should we talk about first? Yeah, yeah, say, go on, stick with him. He, he's he, he does play a sort of he's very suave, he's very um, you know, sort of like cool, isn't he? Isn't he? But he's mm-hmm. got this this mental sort of he's, he's got his demons, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, there's a few times in, when he you know, comes out of a dream and he looks like he's just you know he's just being in a massive fight or whatever. And he's trying to spin a spinner. I think I think he, he goes from that sort of cool, calm character, switch into that sort of panicked, angsty character very well. I think you know yeah, he's playing that yeah. double-edged sword here, where because obviously not obviously, but in the story, his wife has passed away within the dream. Oh, sorry, we're in the real world, but thought it was a dream, and he manifests her in his dreams, and so every time yeah. he he goes to sleep, he dreams. He's seeing air basically, and it, you know, must be. It must, it must have its mental toll, which it obviously does in the film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about. I, I, I've sometimes you wake up and you just feel absolutely awful, and then you keep going through the day, and then you realise your you, your dream's broken, and you think, now I know why I feel so bad, and it'll be like you've had this awful dream, harrowing dream, and yeah, I'm, I'm with the wife because. Um, so very, very quickly, the, the wife died because um, basically they went into how many different dream in a dream in a dreams. They, they spent decades and decades and decades in a dream yeah. building up a world. And then when they came out of it, it, it's a little bit like when people came out of the film Avatar and they were going ballistic because it was like that they wanted to be in the Avatar world and, and the normal world wasn't good enough for them. So it was a little bit like that when she came out of the dream world. It wasn't, normality wasn't good enough for her. Yeah. Um, but also she was questioning what is the real world and what's the dream world. And, oh, no, we are, our normal world is actually the first level of dream world. And, oh, gosh. So she basically, yeah. I suppose she just goes crazy, doesn't she? She she goes mad. And, yeah, um, but that's that's. I mean, again, like you said before, spoilers on this, but that's the twist. Or one of the twists of the film is that um, he'd he'd incept, used Inception to plant the thought that the dream, what the, the real, the dream which was 
felt real wasn't the real world. Mm. And so when she got back to the real world, that thought was still in her brain. And that's why she topped herself, basically. So that's what that's how you get out the dream, is if you die in the dream, then you, you come out, you wake up basically. Yeah. So yeah. when they when they go into the inception, you know, into Fisher, when they go in the four levels, if they die in that dream, they go to the subconscious level, which is like the bottom level because of the drugs that they're using to be asleep so they can't escape the dream as easily as normally they would do yeah well, one yeah. thing we've forgotten about is that they're connected as well um so they're all linked to a device that's the only thing i don't think is is really explained they're all plugged into a device and they're mm. getting like a drip aren't they they've got something in their veins yeah and they're, they're plugged into a device which means they can interact but one of them is having the main dream um it's always got to be one of those and then the others are sort of um invited into the dream if you like and i think that that's the only thing it doesn't delve into much detail but i think if if they tried to it'd be way too complicated and they'd lose more people um it's just it's just perfect the way they have it i don't think we need to delve into that anymore or have more explaining um so who else is in it who else so we've talked uh, about dicaprio yeah, and then there's Jordan. Oh, I always get his name wrong. Joseph Gordon. Yeah. Um, so I think that was this on the back of Looper. Was it? I think this was before. Was this after after Looper? I can never remember. But he, I, he was I very good in Looper. Oh, was yes. before Looper. Yeah. So this was sort of. Was he in Third Rock from the Sun as well? Was that his big role yeah, when he was yeah. a kid? I I thought and I thought he was brilliant in that. That was his. But yeah. like I said, that was his first big role. That, maybe brought us to the attention in this country um and i thought he was really really good because he's playing he's a he's in third rock from the sun he's playing the youngest sibling of the family but he is in actual fact the oldest alien Uh, so he's got to play an old person in the young person's body and i thought he was really good for the first time i saw him in that i thought he was really really good um and i think i think he's could he be better than dicaprio in this could he be the one who threatened dicaprio for his performance i'm trying to think i don't know i think he's i think he's just very not in a bad way but a very plain character in this you see i like the plainness but then when he needs to do something it's a bit like a james bond character he's he's like you said he's all in his suit and he's very suave yeah um but when the action needs to happen he's like he's onto it but mm. he's very unassuming as well i like yeah. him in it i really do like him in it yeah i like him to be fair but yeah I, I, before watching it the night because i haven't seen it for a while i was i was trying to remember like what he was like in it and i, I always think yeah he, he was good in it but then when watching it the night there was nothing that really stood out like i suppose the dynamic between him and tom hardy's character was quite good you know, <laughs> sort of the bickering that's quite good do like that um and again it's one of tom hardy's first big roles really wasn't it um yeah yeah because at the time i think i knew him from is it bronson the charles bronson film and i didn't yeah. know him from anything else at the time so um and now he's a massive star isn't he mm. so even before oh, yeah, the dark yeah. night rises and things like that um but yeah for, i mean for me and we've talked about her or him as we might call him now today what are we going to go for? Them. 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 Let's go for them. Okay, so Elliot or Ellen Page, as they were, um, 
is brilliant in this. I think you know she she they are the um they are the viewer character if you like. They yeah. they're asking the questions that we want to ask. They're getting the exposition that we want to know. And yes, yeah. Having a having a play in this world like we would if we were not criminals and just going into the stream world. Well, what happens if we do this? What happens if we do that? You know, building the um the city and flipping it upside down and all that sort of thing. Um, I think she's I think they are. I'm keep gonna keep saying it. I'm sorry, because I know she, they listen. <laughs> um, I I think they're they're brilliant in it. I think mm-hmm. this is this is one of their standout roles in this film. In that. Like, like I say, just like being that everyday character, that sort of normal character. The others are all, you know, criminals. They've got they've got mm-hmm. knowledge of guns. They've got knowledge of espionage. They're, you know, very quick-witted and things like that. But they are just a university student who's very talented um, and yeah. is very aware of Leonardo DiCaprio or Cobb, as the character's name is, um, his downfalls, you know, his, his pitfalls. Yeah, yeah, the, the demons, wife and yeah. his mental issues. So yeah. I, th- I think that... that they are brilliant in this film. Um, yeah, like like them. Oh man, it's so hard. You're rubbish. You're I know rubbish, I am. Carl. I am rubbish. We're gonna we're gonna lose all of our LG. Hang on, LG. <laughs> and yeah, your fault as well. Viewers. So but, apologies, uh, of offend, apologies, offending everyone there because obviously it's it's a it's a. Well, it's, it's difficult because back then, back then it she what he they were she. Yes. And they were. Ellen, and we are talking as if you know it was back then. Yeah. So I think that that's that, 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 that you know. That's I think we're doing our best. And apologies if we yeah, make yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we are trying our best. We apologise. Um, but yeah, they're they're fantastic. Anyone else stand up for you? Um, can we say her surname, Marion Cotillard? <laughs> I'm glad you said it. I like her. I like her as the wife. I think she's. Yeah. She she was in. Um, Batman, which one? The Come Dark Knight She was in The Dark Knight Rises with Tom Hardy. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I like it when directors have the same people, the same actors. I know that probably some people will be swearing at us in Hollywood saying, no, that's not right, they shouldn't be doing that. But I like it that they, they feel they can work together well. Mm. Um, famously, Bill Murray with uh, Wes Anderson and, and God, all of Wes Anderson's lot. But... Um, I think they're starting to do it as well in in this. We're looking at mm. the, the Pete Pop, oh no, Pete Postlethwaite. I'm thinking of something else. But um, I liked her in it as well because, oh God, it was harrowing her performance. And there's there's a time where she like goes for Ellen Page, Elliot. her character. Yeah. Back in the day, Elliot yeah. Ellen, um, and it's sort of like quite oh, it sends the chills down you. Um, but she just turns. And aside from that, she's this sultry, you know, femme fatale, um, and and it's the the wonder of what's going on here. What? Why is she like this? Is she real? Because we learn how quickly do we learn she's passed away? I think about a quarter of the way well, through the film, maybe, maybe. Yeah. something like halfway. that. Halfway. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed her performance in it as well. But th- there's so mm. many though, you could keep going. We've got Tom Berenger in there. I kept forgetting about him. Michael Caine. Don't remember him being in it. Yeah, he was um, the teacher, wasn't he? He was like the he was, yeah, professor. Yeah. Or the dad. Oh, no, sorry, I mean 
when I saw him again in it, I didn't remember him being in it the first time. Same with Pete Postlewaite. I don't remember yeah. him being in it the first time round. Uh, but some big, big, uh, big actors in it. Very big. Well, the big one, again, because um, obviously he wasn't as big at the time as Killian Murphy, who's obviously gone on yeah. to great things with uh, Peaky Blinders. Um, but in this one, he's, so, he's sort of just... Not a minor a character, of, but he's not he's not yeah. he's not the he's not the star, is he? But now no, you'd say no. he's one of the stars. Um have you seen that did I send that video to you where because obviously Christopher Nolan did uh, Batman Begins, Killian Murphy actually screen tested to be Batman. And there's footage there's footage of him being Batman and it's it's a bit unusual to be honest. But um he said he, he liked them so much, that's why he cast him as Scarecrow and that's why he's in a few yeah, things yeah. like this as well. So he, he's a big fan Another of Killian one. Murphy. Um, as he rightly so, he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's, he's very good in this. It, he's sort of like, he's the mark, isn't he? He's what he's what the whole yeah, yeah. shebang is about. It's, yeah, well, like you say, it's all about him, but it's not all about him. It's all about getting into getting into his mem- yeah. getting into his dreams. Yeah. Um, so he's yeah he's the, he's the goal isn't he his mind is the goal but yeah you're right it's mm. it's, it's more about Cobb and what he's dealing with and what he has dealt with in the past. Um, so you've you've got all these sort of different characters different motivations and I think they're all very well rounded as well you you know you you know exactly what they're doing why they're doing it. Yeah yeah and um, you know some, sometimes you see character well why are they doing that why is such and doing that but no with this there's like no I understand why Cobb's doing mm-hmm. that, I understand why Fisher might do that and all that sort of thing. They're all quite well-rounded characters, aren't they? Yes, yeah. Um, and and sometimes you'll get a character written in that's deliberately annoying, whereas they're all, they're, they're all got their, they all give something, don't they? There's nobody there, so like, oh, God, not them again, or that whiny person or that annoying person or, you know. So, um, mm. yeah, all the characters are likeable. Even, yeah. even the... The dad who's horrible to the son, to Killian Murphy's character, um, and yeah, he, he, he's horrible. He's just he yeah. belittles his son. He, he calls him a disappointment. Um, but it, it's part of it. It's got it's got to be part of it as well, though, because mm. without that character, um, obviously you will have to have watched it. But without that character, none of this makes sense. None of the way he would they, they got him to reverse his decision, it wouldn't make sense because of that resentment of the father. Anyway, but it, yeah. it's getting too, <laughs> it's getting too complicated. It is now. a complicated film. <laughs> yes, yeah, but amazing, and it pulls yeah. it pulls it off so well. Okay, so, well, should we talk about some of the set pieces then? So, because you know it is an action film, but it's a very highbrow action film. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one of the you know one of the big big things about this is that the majority of the fe- effects are practical. Yeah, um, that surprised there, me. That yeah, there is obviously CGI in it. There will be, there always will be, but it's all yes, based yeah. on practical effects. And Christopher Nolan's great for that. You know his his visual effects in his films do tend to be practical or practical based at least. Um, and I mean, what are we now? Twenty twenty two, twelve years mm-hmm. after this, and I'll be honest, I thought the effects in this were amazing. It, oh, it yeah. didn't. Yeah. It didn't look bad at all. You know, any any sort of any sort of CGI that I seen, I didn't think, oh, that's bad or whatever. The, the bit yeah. where the city bends over on itself, no, you you're just watching that, and it's like, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm assuming they would have they would have stitched the shot and then just 
computer generated rolling it over basically i yeah. suppose you could argue well that's not too demanding really but mm. it, it's just done brilliantly and then you, you, she's um the characters are looking up at the street scene and there's cars still still driving by and and of course that's just going to be an upside down shot um from above just yeah. a, a shot reverse from above so but the way the way they're looking up at it it's it just makes you feel like oh yeah that's not um it's it's still it's still the world upside down curled over on itself yeah um and then there's a there's a lot of nice little bits that i think you sometimes the hidden cameras you often forget about that so when they pull the mirrors um and then you've got the the infinity mirror so you've got a mirror at the front and a mirror behind so you've got an infinite view but we forget the camera's been erased out um or 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 how have they done that Mm. and this this I, i remember watching something on youtube or one of the movie things that is buried deep within netflix or something like that that you don't really see often about the 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 trickiest um where they erased the camera and there was one where they um it was just a simple bbc production or an itv thing and they couldn't figure out how it was done and they end up writing to the people and they said oh well we don't know because it was this it was the second unit director who did it and and they finally got through to somebody and they explained how they did it. Um, but but things like that, yeah, you just take for granted and you say, oh, oh hang on a second. Hang on a second. How did they do that? Um, but I can't remember many others. Like you say, it's very practical. Yeah. Because um, even like the, there's a train that goes through the city, isn't it, when it's raining? Even that, that hmm. was physical. They physically done that. They crashed into the cars. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. You know the the the, the truck, the what they called the van goes off the bridge. All of that they did, mm. all that they done that all practical. Um. Yeah. So that the, 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 I mean the first the first big scene we see that's sort of very spectacular is when he's in. Now what's his name? Ken Watanabe's character, Sato, yeah. was it? Hmm. Sato, yes, yeah, Sato. Um, so that when they're in his first lay and the water rushes in, and it rushes in into this, into the the sort of um, the what you call it, like the hall area with the stairs and things, yeah, and all this yeah. water's rushing in. And again, practical effect, and it just looks amazing. It looks absolutely outstanding. I don't know how they've done it. I'd love to mm. see the making of videos for this film, but it's it's absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um. Second big set piece, I suppose, is when they go to the city. We said about the train, a train running through the city, um, which signifies that Cobb's dreams are leaping into this dream. Um, what else? Then it, oh, then there's the hotel scene. Oh, is it a hotel or? Well, it, it, I would have thought, yeah, I was waiting for the hotel scene. I was waiting yeah. to talk about that because back in the old days, they used to use. Um, for weightlessness scenes, they'd take a plane up um, and then they'd basically um, dive bomb the plane. So you became weightlessness, but you could only do it for a, for like 10 seconds at a time. I can't remember which film used it first. I've got a feeling Apollo 13, uh, that rings a bell for some reason. Mm-hmm. And they used to use this plane. It was basically a huge big plane, everything hollowed out. So they had a huge amount of space for astronauts to experience weightlessness. But I don't know how they would have done this because they're moving all round. I don't know. 
there's, there's, there's some places where it's obvious that the set's been moving around and rotating. Yeah. Not obvious, obvious, but the only way they could have done it. But in this scene, he's floating as well as the hallways rotating. So yeah. he's floating around. Oh, it's just incredible. Yeah. So how do they do that? I don't know. We need, we need to watch the making of, don't we, really? Um, yeah, yeah. But you're definitely right. They did do that, that scene where they, they rotate the corridor and he's like... Mm. Um, running around the outside, you know, with fight. Your, yeah, it's it's brilliant. Yeah, it, it, it looks spectacular, and like you say, it's 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 obviously done that way, but it's not obvious in the film. It doesn't take it out the film, does it? It's no, it's done no. really well. But and going back to going back to Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, yeah, what I liked is that it's a bit like the Matrix in that he seemed he seemed to take advantage of all of that, or a little bit like in Tron. Um, where the the gravity shifts from the ceiling to the floor to the side walls to this and they take advantage of it whereas he was able to take advantage of that so it's like he's he's experienced this before and he was trained in in that type of combat if you like yeah um when it when, when he's having a battle with the other guy incidentally one thing that we haven't talked about because we're talking about them fighting people but this is the the subconscious fighting the intruder into your dream that's right so so just in case anybody well anybody listening to this should have watched it by now but that that's um so that's sort of like a natural reaction to a, an intruder into the dream is that right that's it yeah so that the intru- <clears throat> the subconscious your, your kill the intruder to get yeah, it out yeah. of his dream yeah basically yeah um which again is it's it's a clever plot device, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it, yeah. it, it gives a bit of um, conflict for the for the the lead characters because otherwise it'd just be a plain sailing when they go into a dream, yes, take over, yeah. and that. But no, there's actually a bit of argy bargy going but, on. But then um, also they've had training in that as well, haven't they? Some that they say he must have had training in it because they've got like fully on full on bodyguards with yeah. a great big huge four by four armored thing. So they say that he must have had training in it, which doesn't uh, make and sense. Again, but it's, <laughs> but it's just in their world it does. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fantastic, isn't it? Um, and then the next, the next set piece, the, the sort of big finale, if you like, is the um, the snow covered mountain fortress, which a few shades of on air Majesty's Secret Service in this film. Yeah, because it's his favourite film, isn't it? Christopher is Nolan's favourite film. I think you've said we, that. We're reading the same thing on. Are on, you reading uh, that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. Look, I'm not. <laughs> oh, good. I oh, didn't know that. I said, there you go. So that's sort of a bit of homage yeah. to that. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and again, um, Molly, her name is, isn't it? The the wife turns yeah, up Mom, and yeah. things oh, go shit. That's, yeah, yeah, that's a bit that... Yeah. Uh, it, it, I don't know how many times I've seen it, but I learned something new and I realised that the very the very first opening scene, um, Ken, what's his name? Wanta Um yep. His character is so old because he's been in, although he's been in that world only a couple of minutes longer, he's obviously aged by 40 years. Mm. And then Leonardo's character comes along seconds later and he's not aged. Uh, and... I only realised that the other day when we'd watched it that that was why uh, that was why there was the huge age difference, and also yeah. when they were explaining about going into limbo and that it would seem like 
a ridiculously long time, 40 years, whatever it was. Um, I only picked that up the last time when we watched it the other day. Mm. So, and I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure if I watched it again, I'd pick something else up again. So that's what sort of happens. He he gets uh, what's his name, Fisher, Killy Murphy's character gets shot, doesn't he? Mm. And then so ends up in this subconscious bottom level. So Leonardo DiCaprio has to go back to the bottom level to go and get him, go and save him. Mm. Um, confronts Molly. <coughs> excuse me, and then has to go back to Sato who is Ken Watanabe's character. And that's yeah. when we go back to the beginning of the film, isn't it? When we sort of see, I say, he's an old man and yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio's yeah. not. Um, yeah, it's, it's not it's not 100% clear how he gets out because he... With the, with the defibrillator. Ah, yes. So they use, they use that, don't they? But don't, doesn't he have to jump out the window or doesn't he fall out the window or something with... Ellen Page's character. Um, yeah, but because because I was learning something new, she jumps off, so she wakes up. Is it is it dependent on whose dream they're in? I can't remember. So is the it next time I watch it? Yeah, it's, this this because when he it? jumps off, when he jumps off, he goes into the limbo, which is what we see at the very start of the film, and that's where. Yeah, uh, that's what I love about it as well. You can go back and watch it and learn something new, even yeah. fourth, fifth, sixth time. Because mm. um, I was trying to keep, I was trying to work it through, and I probably missed something when I was trying to work it through. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, that last bit, last bit. Now I've watched it recently. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me, Ed, but I'm sure it does, and I, I do trust Christopher Nolan with these things because. Yeah, yeah. He, he seems to have a plan, and you know, mm. okay, it's not it's it's science fiction, but it's got logic to it, and I, I tend to tend to trust him when he does these films like this. Um, so something we haven't mentioned is the little sort of fidget toy that they have when they caught the dream. Mm. So when they've been in a dream, because they're used to being a dream, these this dream world all the time, they use these little, uh, what do you call them? Not icon. It's something like that, isn't it? Totem. Oh, totem. Totem. Yeah. So it's only something that they touch. So they they only know the weight and the size of it and what it feels like and things like that. So Cobbs is this spinner, spinning toy. I think Arthur, who's Gordon, what's his name? Jordan. What's his name? <laughs> Joseph. Joseph. <Gordon> That's <laughs> the guy. I'm gonna call him Arthur anyway. He's got like a dice, like a loaded dice. So only he touches it. No one else yeah. can touch it. So that it. They know that they're in their dream and not in somebody else's dream. Because if they feel the weight of it and they know what it feels like, they could then program that into their dream and then he wouldn't know if he's in their dream or somebody else's dream. That's it. Or his dream. So he he knows if he's in his own dream or if he's in his own reality. It's it's (laughs) that's a good point. It's quite it's quite an important thing. If he's in his dream. How would he know? Well, going back to Cobb, if he's, if he's in his dream, the spinner continuously spins and never falls over. If he's in... Oh, I see what you mean. If he's in his own reality, it would fall over. But if he's in somebody else's dream, they don't know what it would do. But if he's in his own dream, he knows what it would do, so wouldn't it do it? I yeah, don't know. But if I he found a plot hole, 
Have we ruined the no, film? No, no, because <laughs> <laughs> because that's that's his reassurance. That's his um, reassurance that he's in his his own dream. It's his anchor, it's his anchor to reality. Yeah. yeah, but why can't somebody else just make it spin forever in their dream? He'd have to touch it, wouldn't he? He'd have to say, no, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so we've all got uh, this totem. And yeah. Should we talk about the end now? Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's quite a big part of the film. And, yeah. You know, well, believe uh, the totem was, wasn't yeah. it? It, it? I'm sure it was on some of the special special edition um, Blu-ray or DVDs. It was just the totem, which was yeah. like a spinning top. And that was it on the front of it. And, and you knew what film it was. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the central theme of the film is, is our reality a dream or is it actually real life? And when you're in that dream or reality, you don't know. That's the point, isn't it? So he used this totem at the end of the film. He's been trying to get back to his kids and he's never looked at his kids in the dream world. Looked at his, he's never seen his kids' faces in the dream world because he wants to wait until he's into the real world to see their faces. So we see these two kids, various points through the film, within his mm-hmm. dream, that he's, he's reimagining, he's, he's remembering about it. Um and then near the end of the film, he gets back to his house and he looks into the garden and sees the same two kids and they turn around, we see his face, see the face, and that's how we know that he's back to where he should be. He's 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 he's, he's back home basically and with his kids. That's yeah. how we know. But this is the twist. Just before he turns to look at the kids, he twists his totem and it and starts spinning. And it spins and it spins. And then the screen goes off, and we don't know whether that spinner falls over or continues to spin. I'll well, say the only thing is that I think I think you can hear it slowing down, and also you can hear it having a little hiccup, a little. It has a little the, wobble, doesn't it? So as if it's going to eventually go. Now that's my view of it. So in other words, he's in reality. Mm. So you think he got that's home? That's my that's my thought of it. But you pointed something out the other day that his kids are the same age, but well, we don't know how long he's been away. Yeah. Oh, hang on. No, no. I've just realised something. What? IMDb says. I'm sure IMDb said in the um, in the actors um, actors actresses section that there's somebody playing the kids at three years old and there's somebody playing the kids at five years old. Oh, now got a three-year-old, a twenty-month-old, and a five-year-old. So oh, the yeah. kids are different ages. Maybe they just look that that similar. And again, again, mm. if we watch it again, that's something we'll look out for, and we'd go, yeah. ah, no, they. Because of course, how do we? Na- Hang on, we've never seen their faces, so we don't know. We've only seen the back of their heads. Yeah. So two years, you know, it's not going to make much. Well, the thing that I'm questioning myself now. Where they were in the same clothes? Because if they were in the same clothes, why are they wearing the same clothes? Just they happen to wear the same clothes when the, the dad comes back, and they're two years older, so, so the clothes wouldn't fit. But buy at Costco or something. I don't. Know. <laughs> um, Get one of every. Again, age. again, we'll find out. We'll find out the next time we watch it. Yeah. So there's more questions to ask, and and this is what I think is great about. This is what I love about films. And this is what makes me love certain films is that you just keep learning new stuff and mm. you're entertained by them every time you yeah. watch them because you yeah. spot something new. 
and I love asking people that question about Inception. So I asked a few I asked a few people in work the other day, um, had they seen Inception? Not one person in my room had seen Inception, and this is like 30 people. 30 small people, but 30 people nonetheless. Um, and then one of them went away and watched it and said it was boss. And the first question I asked them was, did he get out? Did he? Yeah, is he still yeah. in this dream or is he in reality? Because I want to know what people think. Because I think Christopher Nolan has said he... He's been ambiguous, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, even he doesn't know, I think. <laughs> I think that's what... Or he does, he's never going to tell anyone, basically, which is absolutely fine. I don't want to know. I want everyone to have their own interpretation to it. Um, yeah. And then the I, thing is, if he was, it, it's cut and dry if he's in reality. If he's in a dream world, then you would question the whole thing all over again. Then you go back. Is the whole thing been the first level dream? Mm. And or a bits of it, or is it just that return home? Or oh, I don't know. It's brilliant. Yeah. Who's whose subconscious is he in if he's not in the if he's in his yeah, yeah. dream world um, yeah strange isn't it because we don't I don't think we see him leave the dream world to get to the plane we see him wake up on the plane but I don't think we see how he gets out of the plane how he gets out of the dream sorry back to the plane and this is one of the things that they talk about isn't it when when he's talking to um, Oh, what's it? Ariadre, is it? Elliot Page's character. He oh, says, yeah. how did we get to this? Uh, they're, they're having coffee the very first time that he takes her into the dream world. He said, how do we get to this cafe? And she goes, well, we just, uh, well, uh, and he said, you can't remember. So maybe that's uh, a clue. Mm. Or, yeah. or could they just not be bothered shooting it? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think Christopher Nolan is a genius and did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's like, is he going to be, you know, like the way we look back at certain directors as we do now in our in in our chat flicks podcast and say, right, these guys like Stanley Kubrick, um, visionary. Di- no, I, I don't like the word visionary directors because I think sometimes they're a bit weird. Um, but the, these directors who are just constantly bring bringing us mind blowing things. Yeah. and make you question everything um like distinctive aren't they? So, like i'd say yes, Nolan, yeah. kubrick um alfred hitchcock they're distinctive directors you if you watch one of their films you know you're watching one of their films and you know yeah nolan's up there with them i couldn't i can't mm. think of who else you might say in there but definitely them too with nolan i'd say um distinctive you know definitely got edgar wright is one you know I've said mm. a few times I can always spot an Edgar Wright film. Um, by the way, it's shot and, and you know different themes or whatever. But yeah, so it's director got their own theme. And Christopher Nolan, you can definitely tell. Yeah, yeah. Another thing with Christopher Nolan is his um, music, soundscape, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Hans Zimmer again. I don't know how many films he's worked on with him. Definitely the Batman films and definitely this, obviously. Uh, and Interstellar. I'm not mm-hmm. sure about anything else, but I'm sure he, you know, I would have thought he, he has. Um, but again, outstanding. It's it is that word in its soundscape. You know, it's yes, yeah. It's not music. It's like it's droning noises. That. Yeah, 
Well, what I didn't realise, um, you see, little another useless thing from my MDB here. Well, not really. Is the um, you know the music the, the the actual music that is played throughout, um, and it brings them out of the or it, it's a trigger for them to come out of the dream. Yeah. Um, what is it called? Um, oh, not sure. Regret. <laughs> yeah, that one. But at the very start of the piece, it goes da 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 and. When you read a little bit of the background on IMDb, the very first scene where he's at the at the beach and you hear that massive loud droning, that's the the start of that music slowed right down. Wow. And, and when you think of like that, and it's slowed right down because in the dream everything slows down, and and it's like that's so clever that. To use yeah. that idea, and that it's not just some sort of, it's not just some sort of noise in the background, but it's the noise that he's hearing through the headphones that's being played about two levels up. Yeah. That is relevant. That is relevant. And again, the next time we watch it, it'll be something that you're listening and looking out for. Yeah, in that it's that. not just a some sort of eerie droning but it's those trombones slowed down so much yeah. that it, it sounds like that i'm just looking at hands so as far. i'm just looking at hands him as um like you know what he's composed and there's some surprising films i didn't realize so army of thieves mm. i didn't realize he'd, he'd done that one he'd obviously done J, the re- recent james bond uh, dune he's done that wonder woman he's done loads of loads and loads of films even like things like uh, boss baby <laughs> so he's even done right yeah um so it's not always the highbrow stuff blade runner he's done that one um, now i get it mixed up did he do gladiator as well or was it did. troy yeah he did gladiator as and, well and there's another one he gets mixed uh, i get him mixed up with i can't remember who the other one is there's mm. hans zimmer and somebody else who's another big one not john williams um another um, modern one but it's very similar type of soundscapey thing and, and decent music. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Howard Danny Shaw. Danny Elfman. No, no, it's Howard no? Shaw. I'm, I might be thinking. Oh, of Howard Shaw. Okay. Who's done all the Lord of the Rings and things like that? Right. Yeah, I get, I get. Because they're quite, they're quite new, and they're both quite big in the film world. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Mm. Um, What's interesting is when you look on IMDb or anything like that, and it says if you like this, try this, or films like this. There's nothing really like Inception. I mean, when you're looking at them, it's got Dark Knight Rises. Probably the most like it is The Matrix yeah. and maybe Shutter Island. Um, yes. It's, it's suggesting Pulp Fiction. Not really. But no. Fight Club, maybe. I the twists. Yeah, I can yeah. understand. I can understand why it's suggesting Fight Club. But it's got Forrest Gump and Lord of the Rings as well. But basically loads of Nolan films. So it's you might also like Christopher mm. Nolan's back catalogue. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, you probably do. It's I mean, so unique. Yeah. If if you like Inception, you probably do like Christopher Nolan's other films because, mm. I mean, I know Tenant. Tenant wasn't brilliant, but I really enjoyed it. And it's it's yes. it's a bit like this, though I don't think it makes as logical sense. But it was still enjoyable, and it was still like you know it's, the performances were great, and it was still mind bending and all that. Mm, it's almost gone too far in being intelligent and 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 highbrow. It's it's almost gone a little bit too far in that. I was so confused, but 
It, it, no, Interstellar probably. Interstellar was pro- possibly more so. Mm. I don't know. I'm not sure now. But, but getting your head round, getting your head round, who's going forward in time and who's going backwards in time, and they're interacting yeah. in a. Oh. Yeah, it is clever. It is. Um, I've, I've only seen Interstellar once, and mm. I really enjoy, actually I need to go back and watch it. it I really enjoyed it. Um, and again, twist ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's one of those where so much happens in it, so yeah. many things, and you think, is that that film or is, oh no, it's the same film. I like again, films like that it, as well. It makes it makes logical sense, even if it's hard to understand. Apparently, like people. Mm. You know, they got. I think they got Brian Cox on it, didn't he? And he, he I think he helped work on it. Um, <laughs> you know, they got proper scientists to do to, to talk about it. And apparently, isn't that in the film where they, where they see the black hole? Like it's like the most accurate what they think a black hole would look like. If well, we've got new data hole. from it. We've got yeah. new data from it. And if Lee if Lee was on this one, he'd be able to give us a little bit more info. Yeah, because they got the. Uh, they got the I can't remember the Event Horizon telescope working up up and running a couple of days ago, mm. and it was all on YouTube. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's for a different podcast. Yeah, bit that's too bit podcast. too hybrid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, science podcast. Science added to the list. Um, so anything else we need to add? I think we've I think we've touched on everything that's important. Mm. Um, so IMDb give it. I won't say what they get. Well, you can probably see what they get. They give it, but what would you give it out of ten then? Okay, so based on my, based on my, oh, I'm gonna say it's gonna be between eight and nine. It can't mm-hmm. go over a nine. It could be a nine. Can I give it an, as an inequality <laughs> <laughs> on a number like? Um, if you're eight, a mathematician, what, I'd say yeah. I'm gonna go eight point eight. <laughs> 8.8. Yeah. It's brilliant. That's, that's what IMDb give it. Um, no, I, I would, no, no, no. I did it. Yeah, did you? Yeah. I, I, I can't argue with that. I mean, I would probably, I could possibly put it at nine. I would say nine. But I can't remember what I've said for other films, but like, it is that good. Yeah. It's hard, it's, good. it's hard to fault it. It's 8.8. You know what I mean? 8, 8.8 out of 10. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd probably push okay. it at nine. So let's call it 8.9. There you go. Split the difference. Yeah, um, yeah, go on then. Yeah, I was saying to the when we watched it, I've been saying to a few people since, is that I, I didn't remember this at the time, but it's very dense of dialogue, which it has to be. There's a lot of exposition, but it's not off-putting. You know, it's obviously explaining what's going on. They're always talking heads and this, talking that, explaining, mm-hmm. but it's important. But once you get to the action, you know, it's just action, action, action. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was, there's a lot packed in there and it's, it's generally necessary. There's no moment where it lifts off. You know, you, you have this moment of, you know, calm or whatever. It's all go, 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 go. It's all talk, 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 yeah. go, go. And, you know, I, I tend to like that. I mean, it's a long film. It's on for two and a half hours. So, you know, anything else would have been over, or probably overkill, I would imagine. But, um, mm. yeah, we... I, I don't think there's anything um, wasted. Uh, it's It's all relevant. There's no wasted dialogue. There's no stuff that they're saying for the sake of saying it. There's no um, driving through the streets of Hollywood in a car with the radio playing like once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, 
But uh, yeah, there we go. I'm just while, while we're chatting, I'm having a quick look at the. Um, I know we do this in a couple of months' time or whatever. Um, we, we we rejig our top ten, don't we? We rejig the we top ten films. I'm wondering whether this would be my 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 top one so far, but I, I can't find out where the blinking top hundred or top two fifty is at the moment. Two fifty. So. Oh, there we yeah. go. There we go. So See, would I would I say? Would I say, let's have a look at what else is up here. Yeah, I'd probably say this is out of those. So this is number 13, isn't it? I'd say this is my top one out of those 13. Oh, I thought it was 12, sorry. Apologies, listeners, oh. I've said 12. Oh. I know, but it's Nothing's 13, Nothing's been yeah. moved around, has it? Well, what um, happens Unfortunately, is, go on. What, what happens it's, if you look on the app, moving. on the app, the order's oh, different compared to the website before. for some reason. So we're going off the app, aren't we? We're going off whatever it is in yeah, the app, yeah, yeah. 13. But I've got to say, when we get to number 15, there'll be a new top one. Oh. And when we, go to, when we get to number 16, things are really going to... Another top one. Oh, heck. And seven, I, I 17. You haven't seen 17, have you? Yeah, yes. Oh, you have? Yes. Because unfortunately, Ray Liotta uh, passed away today. So yes, today. Yeah. Yeah, James, 67. I was thinking of because um, because we did a we did a quick oh we did a quick one when somebody else passed away and we talked about his films because I think he's been in a lot that have been just past people have forgotten about um, what you call it um, identity I love I love that film where the uh, is it identity where John John Cusack um, and they they get all held up in a in a motel in the middle of a pouring thunderstorm what what film. Nice. But anyway, anyway, I was wondering about whether we could delve into people who maybe could have been recognised more. Mm. Don't know. Well, I think, I mean, he, he's very well liked he, as an actor, I think, really mm. often, and particularly for Goodfellas, because Goodfellas is a fantastic film. Um, yes. I, the Identical, yeah. is that what it's called? Identity. Oh, sorry. I'm just looking at the thing that I'd be identical. Um, oh, no. So I don't know if that's the same Has film. Has he been in that as well? Yeah. Killing Them Softly. I have seen that. I enjoyed that. He was in that as well. So, yeah, there's, there's quite a few films he's been in. Mm. Um, you know, looking at, looking at his filmography, it's it does, it does, it's loads. Well packed. You know, loads going on. But, um, yeah. Shame. Another mm. legend gone. Another one gone. But, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's only, that's six, what only 67 yeah. as well. Jeez. I know. Because I remember being a kid thinking 67, that's that old, that. But actually, it's not, it's is it? Not. It's not that old, really. Not these days, particularly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I do look forward to, to, to rejigging our top 20 films. Mm. Um, because I want to. <laughs> there's some of them want to bump down the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I think in the teens, in the late teens, especially, there are going to be some some things shaking up there, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but that's only it's only our opinion at the end of the day, isn't it? It is. It is. So I think we agreed on we we can highly recommend Inception. If you've yes, never seen yeah. it, definitely give it another go. Uh, so if you yeah, if you haven't seen make it, sure. give it a go. Yeah, but make sure if you've not seen it, you you don't listen to everything we've said because the spoilies. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was pointless, <laughs> wasn't it? Pointless saying that. If you have seen it and you didn't like it, 
I'm thinking of, I think we may chat him. I'm, I'm going to text him in a minute and see if he has watched it since. He didn't like it when it first came out. I wonder if he'd watch it again and, and see if he can get more out of it. But give it another go and see what you think. Even if it doesn't make sense to you, it's still a great spectacle. It's a it's a well-made film in all respects. Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. Definitely. All right. Should we finish there? Yeah. So our next film to see before we die is the number 14 film. Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. Controversy. We've seen the number, 40, the number 14, which was Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. So yes, we're going to jump yeah. back and we're going to go to our number 15 film. Oh, what's it going to be? What's it going to well, be, I wonder? Well, do you want me to one say of the greatest films of, One of the greatest films of all time. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, go on. Well, uh, go and well, tell I'm, everyone. <laughs> going off the app, it's going to be Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. But wow. that's got the same rating as The Matrix and Goodfellas and One oh, Flew no. the Future's and oh, no. I would put the Matrix better on it, but we'll talk about that in the future. <laughs> well, the, the, the good thing so, about Empire is that it is meant to be the best Star Wars film. But yeah, but I think let's, let's I think talk about that. That we can talk about that when we talk I think, about it. I think that episode we'll have to talk about the three original trilogy films. I think it. And yes, we'll, yeah. We'll box them off that way. Um, but yeah, we'll see how we get on, buddy. We'll see how we get on. Right, okay, we'll finish there anyway. So thanks for listening, everybody. Really appreciate all your listens. If you want to get in contact, we're on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're not on TikTok yet. We're waiting for Lee to get his TikTok dancing shoes on. Um, <laughs> if you want to email us, we're on chatflix at hotmail.com. And our next episode, Richard, do you think it's going to be? I th- I'd like to do so. So basically, um, as we are talking, there's a lot of hype around the new Top Gun film called Maverick. Is it yeah. Maverick? Yeah. Um, which has obviously been postponed because of COVID. So I would like to talk. I think we should talk about a couple of aircrafty plane, helicopter, airship, aviation. airplane films, aviation, right. anything to do with aircraft. Um, and then we can talk about, you know, deft comedies or serious war films or anything like that. Or I don't know if anybody wants to say, no, just keep, just stick it to, um, stick to, to, a warry film or something a little bit more you know snakes on a plane don't bother doing that chat and flicks type of thing you know <laughs> i haven't seen it i need to watch it. i'm gonna try and watch that before our next episode then anyway so thanks listen, everybody if you and by the way if you know tell your friends about us and pass our, pass the message you know get listen to chat Carl, and flicks. Carl, yes, do you really on. think people who listen to us have got oh no it's all right doesn't matter <laughs> don't offend the listeners Richard the listeners oh sorry sorry Richard, the listeners are listening shh don't offend them to the face or to the ears <laughs> anyway right we are going now thanks everyone take care bye bye bye